You're going no intro this week, huh? I just thought about how I didn't write the intro at all. Yeah. Hey, welcome to our podcast. It is Friday, May 25th. Thank God I have the date on my computer because I'm not not one. I'm an improv guy. Not prepared. But there's only there's only so much I can improv. Oh, not pre- okay. Easy, easy. And I am prepared. I am prepared. I just pulled the script now. <laughs> Are we rolling? We're rolling. We're rolling. And we're live. Welcome to week 25, episode 25, the quarter century, the Knicks year. Yeah. This is the not Knicks year. not the New York Knicks. It was not their year, but this Knicks year. I'm 25 years old. You're 25 years old. Welcome to our quarter century episode. Thank you for coming with us on this journey. Nick is wearing earplugs today so that he can try to speak louder. It's I think it's working because it yeah well yeah, it, it feels is. like it I'm is. screaming. It's been 25 weeks and we can't figure out how to get him to talk into the mic. So this is our this is our last ditch effort. If this I don't know work, how long it'll last. If this doesn't work. Then. We have to we have to take you behind the barn and shoot you and get a new host. It feels like I'm like in in my own recording booth in my own head. Yeah. If if there if Nick sounds super different the next time you hear this podcast, don't ask any questions. Yeah, I have no tongue anymore. You're like this doesn't sound like Nick. <laughs> I gotta take these out. It's <laughs> no, this is good. So welcome to week 25. Uh, we've got some great news stories for you this week. Here's podcast you're happy now. We're running through the craziest, most exciting, most interesting stories of the week. Uh, these are going to be great to start conversations. It's Friday. Uh, these are great to uh, talk at your dinners tonight, your dates tonight, your parties this weekend. If you're going to a college reunion, <coughs> Wesleyan. Wesleyan! Wesleyan! We love sports. We love sports and art. Then maybe you talk about you talk to you see someone you haven't seen you know in in four years. Bring and, it up, and you think, man, what do I have to talk about this person? You think, oh, you could talk about anything that happened on here's a podcast. You're happy now this week. You could also say, hey, I haven't seen you in five years, but you know what podcast I love? It's here's a podcast. That's you're happy, happy now. now. So you actually a great opportunity to network for us. Yeah, so, it's great. You should so do go it. ahead and network for us. Uh, as we mentioned, it is Friday. We are recording this this morning. We are give, bringing this to you this day. So, a lot of work from us. You're welcome. Yeah, I had to take off work for this. It's true. Nick is not working today. And neither am I. So, I also took off work. So, you know, thank us. This is our real job. Thank us. This week's episode is brought to you by the World Cup and the New World Cup song, which is garbage. New World Cup song is very bad. It's called Live It Up. By by Bam and Will Smith. It's by Nicky Jam featuring Will Smith and Era Estreffi. You're right in that it sounds like it 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 has emerged from a lab, like it's a test tube song, right? Which like Diplo is also on it, so I kind of say like, I guess if you're like an electronic music person, your music does kind of come from a lab, right? But right at the same time, this there's no heart in this. There's no heart, and it's like test tube babies. It's, it's like test tube. Babies. It's lesser. They have no heart. It's a lesser song. It's a lesser child. Yeah. Um. It's the problem is is the bar has also been set extremely high with World Cup songs, with waving flag. Waving flag, fantastic. Put the fucking earplug back in your I ear. I can't. Also, you gotta remember, um, <laughs> as good as waving flag is, so so is that Shakira song. Waka waka, hey hey. Waka waka, hey hey. Africa. Was that the same World Cup? Different. Were there two World Cups in Africa? Um, I don't know. Because wasn't waving flag. South 2010, Africa? Waka Waka was the official 2010 FIFA World Cup and song. And that was in South Africa, correct? I believe so. Um, when was Waving Flag? World, Waving Flag was also 2010. So they had two bangers. Yeah, although this is to say, Waving Flag was not the official World Cup song. Waving Flag was the song that Coke used in all their commercials. Uh, Waka Waka was the official song. What was that other, I'm getting off topic, but that other brand, was it KFC? 
The KFC Jamaica did that unbelievable song. They eventually got in trouble for that, I think. I think so. I think it also may have been another artist's song who was like, wait a second, what the fuck? Like, <laughs> well, that's why the song is so good. It yeah. had nothing to do with KFC, everything to do with oh, Jamaica. Oh, that song is so That song good. is so good. Um, Needless to say, there's a high bar for World Cup songs. Like in 2010, we had two absolute all-time bangers. For what it's worth, that KFC song was called Jamaica is a Big Deal. And, and, and they're right. And they're right. <laughs> they're right. Killer song. Man, we're going to listen to that later. Also, Nick, I'd just like to compliment you on your volume so far. Thanks. It's really good. I feel like I'm screaming. That's what we've been trying to do, and it's great. Right, Trust good. me, it's great. Let's dive into the stories this week. Our first need help. Need help. Slash in poor taste of the week is a Japanese climber. Um, I cannot believe I didn't think of his last name is Kariki, I think. Um, yeah, no, I'll fact no, check. Thank you. Thanks for fast checking. Basically, uh, on his... Eighth attempt climbing Everest uh, perished. Obviously super sad. It's always a little weird when we talk about stories where someone has died not doing something idiotic. Like, I wouldn't count climbing Everest as being idiotic. No, climbing Everest not is badass. All. It's really badass. And he's a huge staple of the Japanese climbing community. His he's name also, is Kariki, right? Kariki, yeah, last name is Kariki. And it's also the fact that this guy had balls of steel. Basically, on his seventh attempt lost nine of his fingers to frostbite, came back down. Anybody else, uh, myself included, would have said, man, what a bummer. Yeah, I got to hang up the old climbing yeah, shoes. Yeah, right. Like, no way I'm going to be able to climb Everest with, with one, one finger. finger. This guy went back for an eighth attempt um, and died. So here's my uh, misunderstanding of the week. I assumed he lost a finger every time he tried. Oh. <laughs> As opposed to losing them all at once, which is like, man, this guy has got right. to learn. Every time <laughs> you try this, a finger falls If it was one at a time, you'd be like, buddy, like you've once, you've lost, once you've lost three fingers, yeah. it's like, maybe I should stop. Yeah, at some point, like, sure, a lot of people have climbed Everest by now, but like, it's still a Herculean feat. Good, not, good use of a word that I will not be able to say if I try. Thank you. I tried. Herculean. It's the plugs that help. <laughs> I get to hear a lot more in my head before I say anything. <laughs> So Herculean. Should try it. To try it. So like yeah. if you fail, it's still admirable right. that you went for it. Right. But it's like it's like the feet in British Columbia, right? Yep. After one foot washes up, I'm like, okay. After two feet wash up, I'm like, alright, this is weird. After three feet wash up, it's like, alright, that's that's a body and one. Two's a coincidence. That's two bodies at least. That's yeah. at least two bodies. Two's a coincidence, <laughs> three's the trend, and in this case, one finger is an accident, nine fingers is a sign from God. Right. That being said, that is not what happened. No, it's not. <laughs> so he lost all of the fingers he lost. He lost on his seventh attempt. Pretty incredible. The guy made it six times without losing a finger, signing about, like, listening, hearing how tough it is to climb Everest. I can't believe I assumed <laughs> it was finger every time. That it, yeah, it's the thing that would have come up. Yeah. But that's the, it's a very different scenario, right? Because if you lose, my point is, if you lose nine in your most recent attempt, you're suddenly put in a box. You're suddenly put in a very tough position. Because at that point, you either like you are now in a Michael Jordan scenario, right? You're you like you're in a one-on-one game, and you either lose or you die in the court. Yeah. Because I hate to, it sounds weird saying because the guy did die, but you either have to successfully climb Everest or like die trying. Because you can't. That's essentially this guy made that call, right? right. He's like, right. I lost all my fingers. I've tried this you can't, seven times. Right. I need to get it because you can't. If you have one, someone's like, Hey, how'd you lose all your fingers? You can't, you can say, oh yeah, I climbed Everest and lost to them all. You can't say, I tried. I tried to climb Everest and didn't get it. Yeah. You can't be the guy for the rest of your life who has one finger who like didn't get Everest. 
I guess, like, what happens is you don't get it. Like, you just get frostbite and can't move, and someone, they have to, like, air vacuum out of there. If you, wait, what do you mean? Like, if you like, get I guess, stuck like, in Everest? how do you turn back? There's certain, I mean, you can't really, I think it's too high for a lot of, like, my, the whole thing is, like, there's a, there's a point where the difficult thing that I've heard about, you know, my parents really in the climbing community and such and such, and brag, 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 yeah. brag. So I, I basically have climbed Everest. There's a point where you have to decide whether you're going to turn back or not. Right. It's really hard to predict the weather. And it, a lot of it is too high to go up for a helicopter. I don't think you can get above base camp in a helicopter. That makes sense. You know, or that much higher above base camp. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so there's a point where you have to be able to say, like, we're training back now, even though it looks clear. Right. Or then you have to get down in this storm, which is, like, obviously... You're fucked. Not ideal. Yeah. Um, which I guess is the big issue, that they can't keep Everest clean with, of dead bodies, because no one can get up there to clean them. Yeah. People keep trying. Right, and you can't find, I mean, you can't find some of these things. Yeah. So this is another question I have about Everest, is if you can climb, and this is not to say it is easy to climb Everest by any means. How, how hard is it to climb Everest if you can climb with one finger? I'll say it. I'll put it out there. If you can climb, I mean, given, he have... didn't successfully climb it with one finger, but if it's a possibility. Like, if you are skilled enough to climb it with one finger, how hard? I'm a little confused by the question. All right. If you, that's it's a confusing question. If you can climb, so let's assume that this guy thought in his head, it is legitimately possible for me to climb Everest with one finger. Yeah. Like, I have a shot. Dumb so thought. I, dumb but thought. Yes. Um, how hard of a climb is it if you can do it with one finger? That's my question. Is it a technical climb at I all? I get what you're saying. Or is like, it just walking? Is it that hard? Is it that hard? Like, sure, yes. the weather's terrible and it's really high and you can get altitude sickness, but it just sounds like it's a really difficult walk. Right. It sounds like a hike with bad weather. That's my as hot... As opposed to a climb. That's my hot take of the week. Yeah. Everest is just, a, is just a steep walk. Right. Maybe the actual climbing isn't so hard. It's just the conditions are bad. Like, you expect me to leave this guy's doing one finger pull-ups all the way up a, a cliff face? Right. I've only seen people do one finger pull-ups with a single pull-up. Right, you can't. You can't. You can't get any higher. No, no, no. It's just one. It's yeah. very difficult to pull yourself up. Yeah, you know, like I mean, K two. Sounds like he was committing suicide. He, yeah. I hate to say that. Yeah, with right. a smile on because I just did. But <laughs> it sounds like he was like, "Well, I didn't do it." So I Don't you die. wish you could see this of the yeah. week? <laughs> so, and that brings me to my next question: Is like the guy loses nine fingers? Yeah. What's the minimum amount of fingers you'd be okay with losing? And let's assume I I thought about this a lot. I even decided on the amount of money. It needs to be enough money. Like, so basically, you have to gain a certain amount of money per finger you'd give up, right? Yeah. And it needs to be enough money that you'd want to lose a finger for it, but it can't be too much money so that you'd be like, oh, I'd give up 10 fingers because I could just have someone... I'd get robotic It can't be a billion dollars. You'd just be like, I would... Who needs... If I have $100 billion... Right. Or so 10, $10 billion. the minimum number of fingers that I would give up is one. <laughs> yeah, you'd only lose, you, you need, you want nine. I'd prefer to have as many fingers as possible. Yeah, bare minimum. My left pinky. Your bare minimum would be nine. I'd give up my right pinky, actually. Okay. What's your thought process there? Guitar playing. Yeah. It's like, okay. hobbies, writing, yeah. you don't need a right pinky. Right. Um, and amount of money, probably a million. Don't dollars. you think that you could, like, learn to write without a pinky? For sure. Okay, just I'm sorry that that seemed very hostile of me. Oh yeah, yeah. Don't you think? Yes, in fact, I do think. Yeah, you could right, but you don't want to. No. Not for a million dollars. Probably not. So you'd give up one finger for one million dollars. Yeah. Right. Okay. What about you? Is so that my, crazy? Is that like am I being approved? I think you're approved. Yeah. Yeah, but that, that is separate. I've thought that for a while. Right. Well, I've, known, I've known you for a while, and I thought that since slut. since the day I met you. Um, I think me my bare minimum. I think I could lose. I think I could lose. Two on 
two on one hand, one on another. Fair, yeah. I think I could go. Ooh, I'm looking oh, at you that go right rock now. Hand. <laughs> I'm thinking about whether I'd go permanent rock hand or permanent mahalo. So for permanent the joke, for do anything for the bit, I would lose three fingers on one hand. Yeah. And just be permanent mahalo. How much money would you want for that? I would say. I would probably a million dollars. Yeah, per per finger. Per finger, yes. A three million dollar. If I wanted to function as a person, I would say three fingers total. Right. I would lose. I'd probably lose. I'd probably lose these two, and I'd probably be permanent shocker on one hand. I was also thinking. I think your ring finger is a total liability. Total liability. You can't. It can barely move individually. Yeah. Right. That's if I was like basically, it's like a pinky, but not as far down your hand. Right. The pinky at least has some like individual movement, right? Yeah. Pinky can kind of do what it wants. Yeah. Right. The ring finger is just attached to the others. It's pathetic. Yeah, it has no... Power also, ranking, your fingers, go for it. Oh, power fin- ring, your fingers. Okay, or are we counting thumb as a finger? Thumb as a finger. All right. Um, I, gotta, I, you know, I gotta say thumb. thumb gotta be the thumb for the, for, the, for the Fortnite. Yeah. How am I supposed to play Fortnite with no thumb? Sure. Next goes... Ooh, next one's tough. I say next one is probably middle finger. Yeah, number two is middle finger. Yeah. Both for spite and for right trigger. Yep. And oh no! Oh, no. I use my index finger for oh. This finger. is this is a tough one. Yeah, this number is one the only thumb, hard decision. I think. Right. I think, I think it's probably middle, just because I feel like my middle fingers. Do you ever feel like your middle finger is stronger than your index for finger? Sure. Like how strong do you think your middle finger is? I mean, like it could definitely curl more than my than your index. Than my index, yeah. Yeah. So I get uh, that's a t- that's a toss up. That said. The index finger is the finesse finger, you know. It's true, right? Right. If I want it, if I want something done well, if index I'm uh, doing a fin- I'm doing index finger. I think if I I'm cleaning my if I'm cleaning my computer, I'm going index finger. If I'm yep. killing a fly, I'm using middle finger. Yeah, because that's how I that's how I kill them. Pressing a doorbell. Which one do you use? We spent so might, much time. I on might this. use my. <laughs> Welcome to here's podcast. We have for now. We spent ten minutes raking our fingers. Power raking fingers. <laughs> so here's the next question: Is if we power, I probably use my thumb on doorbell sometimes. Whoa. Or maybe it depends. I kind of mix it up sometimes. Sometimes it's fun. Elevator dad. button, you know. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's like it's kind of fun to challenge yourself. Here's a real power ranking: Is if you had to rank all ten of your fingers, so you're going. <laughs> okay. Let's move on. Yeah. Let's move on. <laughs> In not all animals are dangerous of the week. We had a our first. In here's a podcast where you happy now recorded history. Yep. Our first public deer birth. And we've talked about deers. We've talked about, about public births. We have. We've talked about a lot of deer. For all Robot psychos, deer, now we get both of them. Deer with arrows, public births, uh, kind of a cornerstone of this podcast. This was my most exciting story of the week for me. Because it's like, it's been a natural storyline. It's something that we're passionate about. We're True. passionate about public birth. And how people, st- I mean, what's amazing about public birth uh, for all of you chortling in the background, I can I can fucking hear you. Is that people step up to what to me is the scariest thing in the world? For those who can't childbirth, see this, Keegan's really talking with his hands right now. I'm he's talking excited. with my hands. Don't you wish you could see this? Yeah, he's got ten it. fingers. I'm using them all in different yeah. ways. This deputy pulls up on the side of the road. There's a deer. There's a there's a dead deer on the side of the road, and there's clearly something moving inside of it. So this is the point of the story where I run. Yeah, you like, think you can consider me at this point? Well, I'll finish the story. He basically decides, oh, there's clearly a baby inside this deer. A good assumption. A good assumption. Let me cut it open and give birth to it. Right. Like, this deer clearly needs a C-section. We're gonna, we've got a lot of different parts of the story that we need to dive into. We're just doing it one step at a time. That's basically it. He delivers, he successfully delivers this deer. Let me stick to the point, which I just made. <laughs> You're nailing it right now. Um, so, God, I don't even know where to start. 
first of all, I see a dead deer on the road. I don't stop. I don't stop. And my question is... <laughs> Coyote food. My question is, I don't know what needs to go through your head when you see a dead deer and something moving inside of it where you just don't think, how oh, just let that sort itself out. Yeah, nature. Nature. Literally. Like, oh, bummer. I'm not going to stay. It's like the photographer who gets in trouble for, you know, takes a photo of the sick kid in Africa. And it's yeah. like, should you have stepped in? Is it your place as, some, as a photographer to step in or to document right. it? Can you take that photo and then step in? It's like if you see a, a deer... A dead deer with a baby kicking around inside of it. For me, that's like, well, the deer was smart. It wouldn't have gotten hit by a car and yeah, died. Yeah, what, am I supposed to take care of this baby deer that I'm going to pull yeah, out of this right, thing? right. It doesn't have a mom anymore. Right, right, exactly. The thing's, thing's as good as dead. Brings us to our next point. How difficult is it to actually do this if it's a dead deer? Because for me, if it's a live... I read this originally thinking it's a live deer. Yeah, you would, right. when you hear C-section, you assume it's like a live bird. Right, because if it's dead, it's not a C-section. It's just digging. It's you're dead, just digging. Just, yeah, you're digging for a baby. Cutting something out of a dead body. Right. It's it's like it's useless. Like you just go into it. Also, it raises the question. Well, before I get to that, it, when I was thinking live C-section, my first thought was, I understand that at the point of a C-section, you don't the C-section. I actually have no idea. Could be wrong. Here's my hot take of the week. C-section has nothing to do with the, with the vagina, because my thought was, you know, for the human, with my knowledge, my mediocre knowledge of the human vagina slash reproductive system and fear of placenta fear of placenta is second only to my substandard knowledge of the deer vagina and the fear of like getting a hoof through my brain fair you think that deer is just gonna sit there and be like yeah cut me open right but i also i feel like c-section is generally in service of keeping the mother alive I, don't, I agree with you it's not surgery if it's dead right if it's dead you're just digging that's yeah. it you're like oh man there's all this skin in the way of this of the treasure right so you would c-section a live deer so you, you right. don't get hurt is what you were saying before no right? i was yeah. saying i would leave that i would almost be more scared i'd be much more scared of c-section that with a dead deer there's no pressure right worst case scenario pull it out the vagina pull it out very, the stomach whatever it's very, dead. <laughs> there's very little you can fuck up with a dead animal true it's dead right, right it's dead right you just gotta get the deer out my next question is is like how much easier is this i was thinking how much easier is it that it's like is it easier or harder because it's a deer i think it's hard Let's consider the deer being alive. Consider the deer. Let's let's count the deer. It's clearly much easier to C-section a dead deer than it is a live woman. Easily. Easily. Unequivocally. <laughs> Unequivocally. I would almost feel confident doing it. We are journalists. If you gave me a knife and you were like, here's a dead deer, give it a shot. I'd be like, all right, I'll yeah, give yeah, it a shot. Yeah, yeah, you were sure, like, I'll get my hands here's right. a live woman, give it a shot. I'd be like, no. I'll be like, also, I would say, it'll sort itself out. Yeah. This will sort out. <laughs> I'll call the police. <laughs> yeah. So What situation is this? <laughs> So here's the thing. I thought about that a lot. I was like, is it easier or harder because it's an animal? You know, like, I don't know as much about it. It's a wild animal. It's here. And then I thought, all I'm going to think about was back to last weekend where uh, we've got a puppy at home who has Giardia, who had Giardia. And so basically what that means is uh, it's a bacteria that runs through the poop. And uh-huh. so when, our, when this little puppy would take shit, you'd have to wipe its ass. And so I wiped my puppy's ass last weekend. Yeah. And my thought was... Man, I'd much rather do this than wipe a kid's ass. 100%. Much rather wipe uh, this puppy's ass than a kid's ass. So that answered my question. I'd much rather C-section a deer than a woman. Agreed. Cool. Unequivocally agreed. I know this is supposed to, we're supposed to have some good banter here, but I think you'd be pretty hard if you're not a medical student to be like, oh yeah, I'd choose the woman. 
in this supervillain scenario in which right. in which someone forces me to make a decision between C-sectioning a dead deer and C-sectioning a live woman with a baby inside. Well, me. the deer would be alive in that scenario. Either way. If I was like, I had to wipe a dead puppy's ass or a live human's ass, I would also choose dead puppy. Yeah, for sure. I mean, I'd be sadder. I don't know, actually, about wiping dead puppy's ass versus live human's ass. What kind of human are we talking? Are we talking really old? I think we're talking... Well, I mean, you can't, you can't, we're, we're eliminating the sadness of the fact that, like, Bambi's mom is dead. So you have to eliminate the sadness of, like, puppy being dead. Right. But I think I'd rather probably, okay, so it's just, like, by pure anatomy, which one would I rather wipe? Yeah. Yeah, I guess puppy. Okay, cool. Yeah. I win. Sorry, moving on. <laughs> I'm just thinking, like, what do you mean remove the sadness? That is not really an argument. It's like, <laughs> you're just like, talking about, like, what kind of asshole you prefer to wipe. It's not... I don't really know what the question is at that point. Well, I prefer animal asshole to human asshole if I'm really... Wiping, if I'm touching or licking, that's totally different. But wiping, I much prefer dead animal. <laughs> what are these questions? What kind of supervillain is making you do this? Ah, uh, this is news. I mean, this, this is, is what you get from small stream media. Your mom and pop, your mom and pop shop of podcasts. Yeah. This is Here's stuff my, no one's yeah, asking Please. <laughs> Preference of asshole to wipe. Hey, uh, uh, seamless transition, even too stupid for us of the week. <laughs> even too stupid for us. Is, uh, I'm reading all these stories. I mean, we obviously know about all these, uh, these volcanoes that are going, you know Hawaii, and all these volcanoes yeah, that are going yeah. up in Hawaii. But basically, I'm reading the story this week of a guy who, I'm so sorry. <laughs> I really got king with the asshole thing, uh, I think. Uh, you have this guy who was fighting, basically was fighting lava in his backyard. <laughs> you, know. <laughs> you, you know. You <laughs> know. You know, it's a Saturday in Hawaii. <laughs> and basically, at this point, lava's not only burning and rolling and being really hot rock, but it's also shooting lava bombs, which are just bombs. They're just fire. That but bombs. Fire bombs. They're just bombs <laughs> that are fire, that are rocks. And they basically hit this guy in the leg and shattered his femur, which is a hard bone to shatter. Which raises the question, can you fight lava? I don't think you can. Yeah, I mean, I thought my... I read your blog about this, and I sort of thought that the only thing... You should have had one that just body... Like, can you fight... Begs the question, can you fight lava? And your only blog was just, no. They've never claimed that you can fight lava. Are you critiquing my No, I'm just saying, like, that was basically... That's the answer. Oh, yeah, the answer is no. The answer is no. The answer is no. There's no way you can fight lava. It's... It is... We talked about B-betas, B-alphas. I talked about this in, in the blog last week on the podcast or two weeks ago. I'm a B beta, B rolls into the garden, like thick bumblebee, I'm out. Right. Thick bumblebee rolls into Nick's garden, Nick's like, I'm not afraid of you. I'm not it's, afraid of you. It's my garden. I've worked hard in this garden. Yeah. You get out. Everyone is a, is not even a, a lava beta, it's like a lava zeta. Like, lava wins every fucking time. Yeah, you gotta know when you're outmatched here. It's a rock, it is really hot, it shoots bombs, and it's moving. Yeah. It changes landscape. It killed an entire city. Yes. <laughs> it just, Pompeii is just, we still that was it. That wasn't even lava. That was just the ash. That, that was, was just, just the, the lava dust. Well said. That was the lava dander. Imagine. It was, speaking of allergens, it was exactly. the lava dander. This is how I should be explaining my allergies this to This is how you should be now. explaining your allergies. All of Pompeii died allergic reaction. Allergic reaction to the lava. <laughs> to the lava dander. Yes. So, I mean, and I just don't understand, like, the only example we have of anyone, the only factual example we ever have of someone fighting lava winning is the movie Volcano. Where the city of Los Angeles gathers its fire trucks, which is a movie based on science. Is this fact. Taylor Kitsch? No, bro. No. This is Tommy Lee. Tommy Lee. This is Tommy okay, Lee. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This is Taylor Kitsch. I mean, Taylor Kitsch was. Isn't a, there one where he's Taylor, a firefighter? Taylor Kitsch. Uh, 
yeah, uh, totally different uh, vibe, but only the brave. Cool. You're That's right. actually the movie that encouraged me to start this blog. Weird story. Very weird story. Because it's not what stands in front of you, it's who stands behind you? I mean, who stands sure. next to you? <laughs> beside you? <laughs> Only the in, brave. In but, Volcano. But it's a gay port. In Volcano, LA gathers all of its fire engines and they, they push back. I don't remember the exact what they do, but they basically have fire, you know, they're pumping all the all the water. This is why California is actually going through a water crisis right now. It's because LA had to use all of their groundwater, all their natural drinking water, to fight the lava. They didn't think about pouring ocean water on it, so... I mean, that's one conspiracy theory of the week for you. Don't worry, yeah. we've got another one coming your way soon. Um, but, I, I mean, I think this is kind of... I can't think of anything else. Like, you don't fight lava. You don't win. This guy's yeah. a garden hose. We don't have anything really to say about this. Other than, like, this guy's an idiot. Right. True. I mean, it's also, it can be said, I thought about it, like, you can't really fight a tornado either. No. Like, how much tornado proofing can you do? Right. But maybe more than you can lava proof. Yeah, what about, like, hurricane? I think you can do more hurricane-proofing, right? Yeah, Like, there are hurricane-proofed houses. It's not really, like, this guy was actively trying to fight it. Like, you don't fight a hurricane or a tornado, you hide from it. Right. Like, this guy's be like, I'm gonna stop it. Right. You would never be like, I'm gonna get up there and stop this tornado. He's very casual. Like, these things are falling across, and he's like, yeah, it's like, you know, someone's lobbing a football at you, and you're just trying not to catch it. I was thinking about that. It was like, if someone was lobbing footballs at me, one of them would eventually hit me. Yeah, for sure. Like, he just started texting, he got hit with a lava bomb. A lava bomb. What was that, the bomb cyclone? It's the equivalent. Yeah. Those two things are too dangerous to be together. This guy's an idiot. He's even too stupid for us. Too stupid for us. Our rational fear of the week. A man in Britain was pouring out a... uh, Man, great pun in in this news story. Yeah. Was pouring out a bowl of cornflakes and instead got a bowl of corn snakes. Oh, man! Wow. I didn't come up with that. We got to give, you know, tribute to... We got to pay tribute to whatever news source I... Snag this from. We, that's how we cite our sources. We pay tribute. <laughs> we pay, pay tribute, tribute to we our tri- sources. We pay tribute. Um, yeah, guy basically uh, poured out a bowl of cereal on this fucking. I think it's called a corn snake. I think it is actually called a corn snake. There are like corn snakes. I believe that's a thing. Yeah. Yeah. Fell out of his cereal box. It's a white snake. Fell out of his cereal box into his bowl. Yeah. And at that point in the story, with the with the deer, I would have run when I saw the thing kicking inside of it. When the snake fell out of my cereal box, I would have offed myself. I would have lost my fucking mind. Found of I would have found the nearest. I would have found the nearest. Uh, what do you call it? The nearest the, fucking the, the police nearest station. roof. The nearest gun. <laughs> the yeah. nearest roof. And I would have thrown myself off. Uh, this is just. This is the worst case. Like cereal boxes are very. There's a couple things with this. One, cereal boxes are very scary because there's this whole unknown of like there could be something in there. And why? The only reason that you think that is because there sometimes is stuff in that. Right. How come cereal boxes? Right. It's, it's like, like pasta. Right. Well, it's the other thing is, it's, I guess it's really dry. Yeah. If you think of it, cereals, it's a dry cereal. Yeah. It's in the name. Yeah, that's true. Um, but it's also like, I'm always shocked at how much cereal is at the bottom of the box. You know, once you take the bag out, how much cereal is left yeah, in it. And I'm thinking like, how did all this get in there? Like the, I haven't spilled any. How has all of this gotten out of the bag into the bottom? Makes a lot of sense how there could just be a snake living. If that's if I'm that unaware, there right. could also just be what is living. What ecosystem is going on inside my my box of cereal? I live this fear all the time because I killed a cockroach on my desk at work the other day, and I keep cereal boxes in there, and I go crazy sealing them up now. Because yeah. every time I open the cereal, I'm like, I'm gonna pour out a whole family of cockroaches. I'm that, gonna freak my shit. That's it is a bunch of cockroaches is maybe scarier than a snake. For I was me. about to ask you. You think I would be more afraid of? So cockroaches. I was I was thinking what food would be ruined for like if this happened to me, I would never eat cereal again. Agreed. I was thinking what food wouldn't it be able to ruin for me? 
like if I opened up a, a something and like a snake was in there, and I think it's hard to replicate. Yeah. Right. The unknown the box has the fear. Right. Yeah. You're pouring it out, and it's a it's a scare. Like if I open, I was thinking about pizza. I really like pizza. If I open a box, I saw a snake in it. I'd be like, whatever. If I open a box and saw a pizza covered in cockroaches, I'd flip out. I would. I would. That would really fuck me up. It feels more reasonable though. That like it would have gotten this pizza box that can yes. open and close like isn't sealed. How did it get into the cereal box? How does it get in and right. you don't like? It's also a, a white snake. This is maybe something that just freaks me out. Here I go again <laughs> on my own. That's white snake, right? Yeah, I think so. On the road, I ever own. We recorded that beforehand. Yeah, it was really good. Thank you. you sound I can't great. hear it's, it's earplugs. Yeah. Um, when we were in, when Nick and I were in college, there was one morning we were driving in New Haven to pick up a buddy of ours, and we were. We have a good friend of ours, Noah Solomon. I think he's a listener. If he is, thanks, Noah. Hey, Noah. Hey, Noah. We were we were hungover as death. Um, I couldn't eat a donut it in five minutes, let alone in one minute. And I just remember at some point this giant white spider came out and appeared on my leg. Oh man! And I lost. I mean, it was the scariest moment, one of the scariest moments of my life. And I just remember thinking the fact that it was a white spider. Was made it so much scarier for some reason. I was fucking petrified. We lost our minds. We lost our minds. We lost our minds. Yeah. You know, I screamed. I screamed the highest pitched scream I've ever. We could ever. have gotten to a serious car accident. Terrible. Yeah. Right. Is nothing sacred? Cereal. Like I love cereal. I love. You know how much I you love do. Cereal. You love cereal more than most people love cereal. I do. I really like cereal, and yeah. not not necessarily just junk cereals. I really like raisin bran. I like grape nuts. I raisin mean, bran is the shit. Like everyone who's like, I love cereal. I just eat you know Reese's puffs. It's like, bro, that yeah, you like cereal because that's a delicious cereal. You like dessert. You like dessert cereals, which are fair. Yeah. I'm not going to critique anyone for no, like late night love too. bowl of dessert. But like you love cereal, you love the healthy stuff too. Agreed. You know, totally you love the agreed. brand. You love and the that brand. That goes back to things I've talked about on, on the pod earlier, which is Keegan needs fuel as much as he needs food. And cereal is good true. fuel. Hey, thanks for thanks for appreciating that about me. No worries. Um, in our never mind, we take it all back. All animals are dangerous of the week. A alligator farmer nearly lost his hand in an accident over the weekend. And when I, this is a complicated story because when I first wrote that, I thought, this is the most obvious headline I've ever written in my life. Right. And this isn't news. Occupational hazard. Occupational hazard. If you're a bee farmer, you're always a half second from being stung. Right. If you are a alligator farmer, you are always a half second from getting your hand bitten off. Right. That why is, are you farming them? Why are you farming them? It's the other thing I thought about where I was like, you know that every gator farmer is walking around just like referring to, to animal the, the gators as cows. Yeah. That's the thing I thought about where it's like all like farmers fucking love that. We talk about something that farmers love. Farmers love referring to animals that aren't cows as cows. I didn't even know that. Yeah. Oh, I mean it's like and I, I get it, it's like a lot of time the female like a you know, it's a moose cow or like Right. There's right, like right. A, oh I think even whales are the females are it's cows. It's a cow, you're right. But that's bullshit. It, I, I don't know. I just don't buy it. I just think it's such a farmer thing of like, yeah, you know, she's a she's a cow. It's like no, it's it's a it's a lady that's gator. That's a that's a It's a mother gator. Alligator. It's a mother gator. Yeah. You can't call them cows because right. they're not cows. Don't make this more casual than. Yeah, this isn't it's just casual. like the bro farmer thing doesn't work for me. No, you know it's like it's not a cow. It's not. I, I know what a cow yeah, looks this like. This is a crazy thing. Right, to be you can doing. call it. You can yeah, come up with a different name for the alligator. You just can't. It can't because I think what's the occupational hazard of like cow farming? There actually there are a lot of cow deaths. Yeah, I, can I looked that up a couple they're weeks big. ago. They're big and like. You gotta be careful. Like you can get trampled. Yeah, you get yeah. mad. So, but for the most part, if it's like you right. and a cow in a right. field, you are safer than you and dying. a gator in a swamp. Right. Most for the most part, the cows can be like, "I'm gonna sit over here and eat grass. Yeah. You do your thing." And you're right. like, "Okay, right. don't get eaten by a wolf." Which, if you're wondering what a gator farm looks like, it's a swamp. Yeah. It is just a it is a bunch of little individual swamps, 
And so I decided to watch. There's a video. I included it in the blog. You should check it out. www.heresablog.com. Go to it. Check it's it out. It's very sick. The written word. Uh, there's a video I include on there of this guy basically. He's taking a, he has a selfie stick and he's taking a selfie of himself with this gator. And the gator like basically tricks him and comes back to get him. Yeah. Which is scary. Which is scary. That. It's like, all right, this thing is a hunter. I then watched the entire rest of the video, which is like 10 minutes of this guy, this whole process that led up to this moment. And it led me to my next conclusion, Wait, which is like, never mind, this is news. Because this guy is the dumbest gator farmer of all time. Right. While I think that gator farming is dumb, I think there's a way to do it, which minimalizes the dumbness. Right. I think about that scene in Jurassic World... Where Chris Pratt is like, never turn your back on the cage. Yes. And it's like, you would think you'd have a lot of rules like that for gator farmers. Yes, that's a good like, point. don't get in the swamp. Right. This guy is not. be super careful. This guy should be the guy that gets eaten in Jurassic World. Never turn he's your back first. on the cage. Yeah, this guy turns his back several times on the cage. Yeah. This guy is basically what he's doing. is He's running, and then don't you wish you could see this of the week. I'm going to narrate this video for you. Basically, this guy is running around the swamp, I think maybe in bare feet, tripping over himself, basically touching the alligator, taunting the alligator, basically. Touching it on his nose, getting it to lunge at him, and then he dodges it. That's real hillbilly farming. It is really hill. It is hillbilly farming. It's hillbilly. As, as someone who knows some hillbillies. This is hillbilly farming. Yeah. The gator lunges at him. He dodges it. He keeps on saying like, "Oh, he's just docile as a puppy. He's such a good boy." It's like, no, dude. If this wasn't a nine hundred pound obese alligator, which is why he's exercising it, you would die. The only reason you're surviving right. is because it is. Physically too slow to hunt you. This thing wants to kill you. It wants to kill you. It is not as docile yeah. as a poppy. It is as obese as like a wheelchair bound elderly person. Yes. Who like cannot, they would be the worst predators for us. But like was formerly <coughs> a serial killer. And exactly. the only thing that stops them from killing more. From a family of serial killers. Yes, exactly. Genetically coded to be a serial killer. Right. The only thing that stops them is that they're just a little too fat. They're a little too fat. Around. Yeah, exactly. But once they get fit again, exactly. Like once you this thing get, once this thing gets you sleeping, it's gonna murder. Like that's the thing. You are starving, an alligator. What a stupid analogy. You for are what an alligator. No, is. no, it's brilliant. It's a brilliant. <laughs> you take that back. Here's why I describe an alligator. <laughs> you're taunting an alligator. You're yeah. starving it. You've got this thing on the South Beach diet. You're letting it chase you around. Like you're treating it like an idiot. Yeah. If this thing gets you once. Oh, you can dodge it. It's like, you know, in science. You prove something right a million times, there's always a chance that the million and one time is wrong. It can be proven wrong. Yeah. A million and one. The a millionth and one theory. It is the same with dodging an alligator. Doesn't matter how many times you dodge an alligator. Yeah. Is if it bites you once, you're fucked. The last time it bites you is the only time it bites you. Yeah. So, this guy's the dumbest. I was watching this video thinking, in, I'm living in the upside down. I wish it got his hand. Me too. I watched it and I thought it is uh, what I found myself thinking afterwards was the weird thing about this is that I the entire time I was like I'm expecting this guy to get eaten. Yeah. You watch that video of the guy going in the lion cage, it attacks him. You're like, oh, that's an animal against a guy who wasn't careful enough. Yeah. I was watching this and I was like, I'm watching the bottom of our food chain mess with the top of another food chain and not get animal vengeance for right. it. Something is not right. Again, though, it's just building up that that potential energy for the predators to come back. It's you true. Know? Like, it's true. This stuff goes around. They're going to see it. They're going to know. It's Zootopia all over again. It's Zootopia. The worst part about this is that the guy, it wasn't his selfie stick. It was a guy, a guy who was just visiting selfie stick. Yeah. And the guy who was visiting was like, you sure you want to do that? You sure you want to take a selfie with the alligator? And it turns. And he's like, yeah, for sure. This will be cool. Yeah. And then it, I don't know how it doesn't get his hand. Yeah. It's absurd. Because he looks away. He looks away from it. And it's, it's crazy. Never you turn your back on the cage. Check out this video. Check out the video. In our conspiracy theory of the week, a... There's this whole whole hubbub went on because there's a graduate. Mom's trying to organize a graduation cake. 
It's for summa cum laude uh, for her son. Like, congrats, Ryan, on graduating summa cum laude. You know, graduation, it's that time of year. Happy graduation to all of our graduates out there. The computer uh, processed the word cum, uh, also pronounced cum, cum, as a naughty word, and replaced it with three hyphens. Wouldn't put it on the cake. So she filled out special instructions, basically like, this is, I'm not, I'm not writing like, Come. Hey. Come loudly. Come loudly. It was, you know, yeah, I was was, was saying the Latin, the Latin derivative. Cum. The computer ignored her. They got a censored cake. And it just like, I didn't know the computers were such squares. It makes no sense because it doesn't make any sense at all. They, the computer, like computers, robots are going to take over the world. They are going to drive our cars and ignore our designations to not run over pedestrians. Yeah. They're going to they're gonna run. They're going to jump. They're going to use Google Maps to kill us. They're going to develop super punches. Right. You know, all this stuff. And they're not going to write the word come on a cake. Yeah. It, it just, doesn't make any sense. No. Like, if they're going to be badasses, they better be badasses. Right. Also. It seems like a weird place to draw the line. It we'll does seem like a weird you. place to draw the line. As well as, like, why should any word be banned from a cake? Yeah. If I pay you money. if We'll get to the conspiracy theory in a minute. If I pay you money, you put what I want on the cake. Yeah. It's like when you went to get your, your butt tattooed. Absolutely. And it's just like that. And the guy were like, we're not putting that on your butt. Yeah. It's like, fuck you. I'm paying you money. Put it on my butt. I feel like the line is even even less... Like, that line is like, all right, maybe he's like an artist. He's like, I don't do butts. It's, it's art. It's, I, I'm so... I'm going to burn but that But on a cake, down. it's like, yeah. this is a cake. You're a grocery store. Yeah, it's like, you're making cake, bro. Yeah. Like, how, how important is if your I job? If I want to tell my girlfriend congratulations on, you know, your... Yeah, I don't know. I'm trying to think of something. I was about to say something vile, but I held back. It's weird. But, yeah, weird. But like, I should be able to do that on a cake. It's it's also just like it is not. I'm sorry. It's not art. Yeah, it's not. It's it's not. It's beautiful. I don't think it's in this. If you're making graduation cakes, I don't know. You're is the it, cake and, boss. Is it, and even art, like I just don't. It's just so complicated. What even is art? What even is art? That's the thing. Is just like I'm paying you money. Put the word "come" on a cake. Yeah, please, please. Please. Like you make people make peanut. I'm not asking you to make a dick cake. No, I'm, asking I'm not asking you to make like a, a shitty a, a woman giving birth to shitting at the same time cake, which would be which funny. Which is why I'm afraid of pregnancy. Yeah, you know, no placenta. I'm just asking you to put the word cum or cum. Yeah, or Where, jizz, which, whatever. Suma jizz latte. Suma oh, jizz latte. Put it on the fucking. Put it on the cake. Yeah. The reason none of this makes sense though Tell is me because why. of the consp- it's a conspiracy. Basically, here's a conspiracy. Elon Musk. Classic supervillain has warned us about artificial intelligence and how it's going to take. It has the most dangerous thing in the world, which yep. is a classic supervillain move to be the one who warns us, and then when we don't listen, does the whole thing where he's like, "Well, now I'm going to prove you all wrong. I'm going to show you you all should have listened to me." Yeah, he does that whole thing. So classic. He warns us of artificial intelligence. His plan was, let's have this come out. Let's have this computer that won't put come on a cake, and basically it'll convince everyone to thinking like, "Oh, computers are such prudes. They're such nerds. They're such little goody two shoes. They won't. They won't put the word come on a cake." And everyone's gonna gonna fall asleep. They're gonna be like, "Man, computers are computers. are super safe. Nothing to be afraid See, of." See, here's the thing that They're Elon Musk Elon Musk didn't count consider that we were on the case that we were on the on the case of Boston Tech, Boston MIT um, second technology uh, tech. Yep, that's and the one. That's the one. And basically, he did it in the wrong order. The order got all fucked up. You gotta you gotta do this part first. You gotta do this first, and then introduce the danger of robots. Yeah. You know, this is all fucked up. So Elon Musk, we're fucking on to you. Um. Yeah. That's all. That's, Other that's thing it. about that's Elon it. Musk. Other thing about Elon. Yeah, that I want to say. Is, say it. I feel like his ego or the ego that he's created is getting in the way of his plans. You know, he's talking all about this. He wants to be. He's like getting into the fake news thing, mm. and this is the this is the classic. He turned. He's turning his back on the cage. Yeah, which is us. Which is us. We're we in are the, the cage. cage. 
We're the true we're the hunters. Kids. We are the danger we're boys. We're going to find you. We're the danger boys. Yeah. We are the biggest threat to Elon Musk. I mean, we've been breaking news right in left the past three weeks. It's true. I mean, we have, like, things are, we're calling shots at this point. And no one's fucking respecting us for it, but we're doing it. I agree. We're doing it. Also, just side note, my fucking pet peeve, my pet peeve of the week is, like, on Grubhub. Where a restaurant gives you the option for special instructions, yeah. and you put special instructions, you take the time to type that out and like be polite, and then they just don't oblige you. It's like again, I'm I'm paying you money. I'm gonna say it, Grubhub is a shit service. I agree. Fuck you, Grubhub. I've been fucked many a time. Same I've been bent over, been bent over and fucked many a time by Grubhub. Caviar will do you right. Ooh, are we sponsored by Caviar? Sponsored. This episode is sponsored to you by Caviar and the World Cup and the World Cup song. <laughs> Which isn't very good. From 2010. Broken Promises of the Week. <laughs> Bringing us into Broken Promises of the Week. Uh, so as we told you, uh, the royal wedding happened. We are Our royal wedding news coverage is over. And we're breaking that promise. Our, psych. Psych, we're back. Psych! So with that, here's our royal wedding news recap. If you missed it, we put out a must-watch video over the weekend. Um, we did a little man on the street interviewing. We went into the Brooklyn half. Our plane tickets for England. I was very close to going to England on Friday. That's true, you I guys. Was, it would I have been a fiscally irresponsible decision. I was very close. I couldn't afford a round trip ticket. I was very close to buying a one way ticket to England and then kind of figuring out my way back. I think that would have gone more poorly than I would have anticipated. Yeah. Uh, we did have an executive producer on the ground. In England, who could have helped out a bit? We'll give a little shout out to Sun Tzu. Has not Sun Tzu, you're the best. Sp- well, okay, easy. He's okay. He's promised a sponsorship and hasn't backed it up yet. So fair. We've only met once. We so only- <laughs> I, I don't have that much. Can you really judge his character? I can't. Um, <laughs> anyway, we put out. We we took the Brooklyn half. We interviewed the folks there. It's a great video. Check it out on the blog, on YouTube. Um, share, like, you know, show your friends. Or that's first of many video contents. We we pivoted. We skipped pivoting to video. We pivoted straight to must watch video. Yeah. Our royal it's a wedding, viral video. Our royal wedding news, <laughs> straight to the viral stuff. A lot of news stories about the royal wedding popping up this week. We're gonna do. We're gonna do a quick hitter segment because there's a bunch of them, and we're just gonna be more efficient. Hit us. So quickly. let's talk about the royal wedding. One. I will say it. I don't have this on here, but I'm gonna give credit. If we're gonna talk shit, it's like Steph said today. What do you think about CP shimming on you? He deserved it. He said, like, if you're gonna shimmy on someone, you gotta be ready to be shimmied on. Yeah. So if I'm gonna shit on Prince Harry being lame, I gotta give him a little bit of a compliment. I gotta shout him out when he's cool. His outfit was fire. He looks good. His outfit was very fucking cool. The he lip was bite was huge too. Murdered out. Yeah. He was murdered out for a wedding, and it was badass. Did you see the Did you see the lip bite? No. Oh, she gets up there and he yeah. sees her, he takes the veil off, and he does like the little like mm, sexy bottom lip bite. He's, okay, he says so, you look yeah, great. See, this is what we're talking about. This is, this is what get you get. It, this, Harry. Is real, this is real news coverage here. Like, Prince Harry and I have had our differences, but cool is cool, bad is bad, yeah. and that was bad. Baby. You're on You're on not even national TV. Yeah, good you're is on, bad. You're on bad. like you're on international, international TV. TV. International and you do the like, TV. we're going to get it on tonight <laughs> yes. look. Yes. He looked Ooh. really fucking cool, and like, yes, it was a gorgeous wedding. Let's move on. After Party was sick. Apparently, After Party was buck wild. Yeah. We had Serena Williams just playing beer pong, fucking everybody up. I can't believe they had an ice luge and beer pong. Yeah, it sounded like it really went wild. Yeah. Um, like uh, We had George Clooney behind the bar, maybe just pitching his own brand of tequila, but regardless, George Clooney was behind the bar making people drinks. That's like that's how you have a that wet dream. That is pretty fucking cool. Yeah. That, that is a wet dream. That's a wet that's dream. Like when in our sex ed class, which we should teach. Yes, we should. <laughs> no one take that idea. That's our fucking idea. No one else can teach a sex ed class. It's only us. Sex ed is now done. No more sex ed. <laughs> uh, Idris Elba, DJing. That's the coolest part. That is so DJ Idris Elba. Cool. Yeah. 
That Just is so good music cool. taste. I have no idea. I have no idea. It's almost better. It's ideal if you're there because if Idris elbows on the dance floor, like you have no shot. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. Like you are. You're, you're not even going home with Megan. You're Markle third. Tonight. Right. Yeah. You're third best. Yeah. You're 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 the Zeta. Everyone is Idris Elba's Zeta. If he's on the DJ booth, you've got a shot. He's probably the most like everyone thinks he's cool. Yeah. Yeah. At us. Yeah. Idris Elba, we lost your number when we lost our phones in the water. So we were in the water and we lost them. We were in the water and we lost that number. So it's been a while since so we, we talked. But Tell Dom all too. As you can, yeah, you can let him know. The two of you, we really missed you guys and we've got your back as always and we know you've got ours. <laughs> we lost our phones in the water. Yeah, you know, we were just playing around in the water this weekend and lost the phones. <laughs> just in the water, yeah. <laughs> so after party of the royal wedding was sick. I will say this though. Is an after party is sick when you invite sick people to it. Yeah. How I don't know how much credit we can really give the royal couple here because if they the level of lameness it would take to out like outdo the awesomeness of that those three things Serena Williams on beer pong Idris Elba on the ones and twos and George Clooney throwing back you know Casa de Migos on the rocks yeah that's the power of a thousand suns and you're trying to put it out without right. like a bucket that could be a good party anywhere you could be you could be Ed Sheeran and that would be a cool party exactly like you would be you could be Taylor Swift and be a cool party you could be LeBron James and be a cool party like yeah, it would yeah. be the you could be the lamest person. My example is if you could be the lamest person of all time. Right. The, biggest coward, three lame the biggest coward. The biggest The biggest, most spineless person of all time. Um, and it would still be a really cool party. So I don't know how much credit we can give them there. Like Prince Harry's lame, even outdoing that is way out of his league. Yeah, which yeah, yeah. almost is lame. It's Fair. like lame you couldn't be that lame, yep. Prince Harry. Next, the wedding bags were boring. What was in them? Um, I mean, the, the, there's a magnet. You know, there's The funniest thing is there's just a big chocolate coin. A big Harry and Meghan chocolate coin that That's you give so out to people, weird. and it's like, what is this? You're just copying Hanukkah? Yeah. Like, well, first of all, imitation is is the, the highest the highest form of flattery. So the Jewish people, thank you. Yes. <laughs> it was it was an ode to the Jews. Uh, yeah, just one big chocolate coin, and people were like selling them off on eBay. Everyone's pissed about how how bad they are. And I'll say this: these were the ones that were given off to the public. I'll say, it's kind of awesome that they gave terrible bags. It's cooler that they gave bad bags to the public. Like, what, you just expect to show up to the wedding as, like, one of the public people that were invited to the wedding? Yeah. You expect to get a good wedding bag? Like, no. They also got a discount for, like, the gift store at Windsor. It's like, yes, it's lame, because you're a lame peasant. That is super And you lame. don't belong in this wedding. So I will say that's a cool thing. Yeah. That there is in our unbiased coverage, it's cool that they fucked the common man. That's funny. I like that. Uh, let's see. Rick Hoffman... A, you know Rick Hoffman. You know Rick Hoffman. Kind of looks like a penis. Um, he's on suits. Everyone he's on knows suits. Rick he's got great jowls. Rick Hoffman's great. Kind of always, every character he plays seems like they're on the brink of an anxiety attack. Yeah, because that's, you know, that's his it, thing. That's kind of his thing. It's like, you know, it's one of those character actors. Yeah. The, the anxious guy. Which I will say, no one knows character actors' names better than Keegan Dufty. Sure. There's so many times we're watching a movie, Keegan's like, oh my god, this guy's in it. And everyone else in the room is like, what the fuck is that? You should read my blog. It's really good. Yeah, I'll read it. <laughs> no, just plug it. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, Rick Hoffman wrote this gushing social media post about how he the royal wedding was the most beautiful wedding you've ever seen. He was there with all of his Suits co-stars. It was the greatest thing since sliced bread. Oh, my God. It's like, love is fucking beautiful. Blah, 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 blah. Obviously, you're saying this was awesome because it was a fucking, it was our conspiracy theory of last week that the royal family had paid off the show Suits, the showrunners of Suits, and the co-stars of Suits to write, like, very common proposals and weddings. Yeah. This is the I mean, best thing that's ever happened to Suits. It is. It, like, they were paid off. They were like, if you make the royal family look... Good. Good, you can come to the wedding. Right. If you make the royal family look bad, 
will probably not do anything to you because we're lame and you're a relatively and lame we'll get show. Syndicated just like, have you, like Suits is is not a show that's good enough to be to pull off the hey, this is like a a humble wedding. Suits is a show that needs its wedding proposals to be like over the top romantic. Oh, for sure. And I watched both S- these. And I felt nothing. Yeah, Suits I felt is, nothing. Suits is like. You don't watch it for normalcy. You watch it for like the idea that lawyers are super badass. Yes, and, and that love can be romantic, right? And like and all that, this like, stuff. There's such yeah. a thing as a bad boy lawyer who didn't go to law school. Yes, and is it's that, just is a that genius. The like that's not a thing, really. No, it's not. You need to go to law school. Yeah, no, you need, you need to go. Usually, it's they don't important. let you do it. It's an important story. Yeah, yeah, it's very important. So that's the thing. It's like this is the, of course, Rick. Keeping your pants. You're lucky you even got the invite. Meghan Markle's dad didn't get the invite, no. and so you're lucky you were there. Moving on to the our last broken promise of the week where we're talking about the Royal Wedding, is we're talking about a brawl in Wagga Wagga, Australia. What an incredible name for a place in Australia. Gotta give it to Australia. From coming... This is the other incredible thing about Australia, is that, like, you came from England. Yeah. A place that named... It's like a town, Windsor, and then named another town in Vermont, Windsor. And then named probably another town. Like, no originality in names. No. There are some... I'm not saying there aren't cool names. The Thames, it's a cool name. There's some cool There's some cool stuff in yeah. England. But the fact that you went from that, maybe something Yorkshire... To Wagga maybe, Wagga. Maybe something Wagga Wagga. <laughs> I don't know. I don't have... Yeah, a don't bunch of, put a bunch of criminals on an island. Who knows what'll happen. Brawl in Wagga Wagga. You have one just fucking idiot... Well, we're going to say this in a very unbiased way. You have one fucking idiot friend watching a royal wedding. You've got his really good, I'll have your back no matter what, buddy. Maybe yeah. his maybe his bro daddy comes in and says, Dude, you can't be watching... Oi, mate! You can't be watching the royal wedding! Um, and That's unplugs... Pretty good. Unplugs his television... And then comes back and kind of bro daddy always knows, you know, if you're going to break the rules. So he then comes back and he smashes the TV. He smashes the TV so his friend can't watch the royal wedding. Pissed about the royal the wedding. The real bad friend, when you never do this to your bro daddy, or you're not supposed to do this to bro daddy, beats him to like the brink of death with a pair of bike handlebars and sends him to the hospital. Yeah. One, obviously, the terrible friend is under arrest. Our hero, Bro Daddy, is in the hospital. Hopefully he pulls through. If he ever wants a job, there's one waiting for him in, in the Big Apple. How much alcohol was involved in the situation? I'm not sure. I'm also not sure how you beat up someone with a, with bike handlebars. I, I mean, I assume, did he remove them from the bike? Well, I don't know. That's that, yeah. that's a great question. Because I would take the bike. This is a question that I know you have. Is yeah. How would you beat how up, would you beat up someone with a bike? I'd probably take it by the seat and the handlebars and swing it around. I think it's like a Razor scooter. Yeah. You think a Razor scooter is... I would, first of all, I would get in a... Like, you put me in a in a cage, choose a weapon, I would choose a razor scooter. Oh yeah, shins. Razor scooter to the shins is deadly. Deadly. Like, oh my tie. So tough. Yeah. Watch my razor scooter break your your tibia. You ever do that thing where you were a kid, you spun it yeah, around you try to spin and it hit it you and in it the just shins? Fucking nails you. That's the worst. Yeah, it's very it's like a medieval weapon. I feel that right now. It's yeah, awful. It's very painful. <laughs> it's very oh, painful. Ugh. So I, I I would do the same thing with you as a bike. I would grab by the handlebars seat and like try to swing the wheel. Like the side of the bike, I would just be spinning. Like I try to get the gears. I try to use the gears, maybe. And pedals, pedals hurt too. Pedals would really hurt. Yeah. I would not ever think. I don't know how you get the hand. Maybe you got to grab it by the back. T- I feel like you get hurt if you were trying to hit some of the handlebars. Right. Like you're swinging the wheel. Or you just do the classic: take the bike, throw it at the guy, then follow up and attack. You know. Here's yes. the bike. Oh, yeah, stop yeah, me yeah, now. I'm, I'm choking you now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's great. Um, well, these are the things that, that we think about of the week. What a crazy! What a episode. crazy episode! That was a great one. Yeah, and this actually brings us some news. We are we're you know, we're at a weird point right now. I and speaking of broken promises, I am moving to Colorado for two months. He promised me he would never. Yeah, I did. I promised him I would never, and I am. You hear that voice crack? Yep. 
Cool. I'm, and so did everyone else. Ma- when and you, so did a nation. When you finally finish puberty, you'll be a monster. <laughs> um, so we are, we're at a weird point. We don't totally know. We, we thought a little bit about trying to make a decision before the episode and we realized like, it's going to take a little more thinking than that. Yeah. We don't totally know what we're going to do with the pod. We've done 25 episodes. It's a pretty, we've got a good start. We might take a hiatus. We might not. We might put out stuff. We might put out something every week. We might keep doing this. We we might put out something every two weeks. We're going to see. We're going to kind of see. What we don't want to do is we don't want to... Um, we don't want to, like, have the quality go down for the sake of doing something. Right, just, yeah. Like, you know, we're in the same room. We vibe off each other. We're the danger boys. Sometimes I yawn. Sometimes you yawn. Um, and there's a certain extent of it that, you know, we want... We obviously, all joking aside, we want to deliver... We like you guys give us your time. We want to deliver the best product we can, um, and that is a gross thing of earwax on the earplug you're showing me. Oh, thanks for, gross! Thanks for ruining that moment. Sorry. Um, no, it's fine. So, uh, but that being said, bear with us. We'll, we'll, you know, we're gonna figure it out. We'll figure it out. There'll be content. There'll be content nonetheless. We love you guys. Um, let's do a final. What is that? Room tone. And that, my friends, is the sound of madness. That's got to be the longest episode we've ever done. That is the, maybe one of the longer episodes we've ever done. It was a good one. It was a real. It was a lot of fun. This has been a blast. Ups and downs. No matter, we no matter and what happens, we've laughed, we've cried. No matter what happens, this has been a blast. You guys are the best. You are our listeners. Please, please, please tell your friends about this podcast. Get you know, tune them in. Uh, you know, we talked a lot about a lot of stuff this week. It was a blast. We'll give shout outs to our boys, Craig Gridelli. He's blogging on his own. He's yeah, a good, he's a good supporter of ours. Uh, son to you, most eligible bachelor above Water Street and on Exchange Place in a penthouse. Um, uh, Lena Road, longtime listener, has never called in. Not trying to judge her for that. And Sam Golden. All I mean, the names are numerous. We love you guys. We're gonna keep on bringing you content. It's gonna be beautiful. This has been here's a podcast. Are you happy now? Brett Keating, shout out to you yeah, as well. I was well. going to say, I can't believe you left <laughs> Brett out. Nick, are you happy now? No, are you? Never. Bye-bye. <laughs>